Tuesday, November 20th, 2018. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, today we are joined by a good friend, a board member, uh, an advocate, a volunteer for adoption and orphan care, and uh, just a, a sweet, sweet, godly woman, Kim Christenberry. And Kim is the mother of eight children, uh, three that uh, were brought in their home biologically, two girls which they adopted from Ukraine, and then three precious children that they have adopted from China. And Kim has been so integral both on our board and as a volunteer with the work in Uganda with the Deaf School and with a lot of the work that we do through Unadopted as well as just through the ministry over through her national board seat. And today I thought we would talk a little bit about learning about how to care for deaf and hard of hearing children. And Kim and Bill, her husband, uh, have adopted those three children from China and all three are deaf or hard of hearing. And uh, their home is such one of grace and love and truth. Uh, and just uh, a place that I love to be. Her children are so well assimilated into life, and uh, my son Caleb is such good friends with Johnny, uh, one of her children, and I love to see their relationship and the way that they communicate. And so uh, Bill and Kim have, have just used the special education background that Kim had to, to grow their family, to extend their family, but also to help other families. So first, Kim, uh, talk to us about the call that you and Bill had to adopt these three precious kids from China. Sure, and thank you. Um, originally, actually, we did not recognize being called to adopt deaf, but we got a call from a social worker here at Lifeline after, through our previous adoption of our daughters, they learned that I was an American Sign Language interpreter. They had on a list of children from China, one little boy who is deaf, who's now our Johnny. So. We first discussed, prayed for, and advocated for Johnny for a family for him and quickly realized that we were that family and he was to be ours. I was already involved in interpreting. Our family had been to deaf churches and um, so it wasn't really an unusual or, or something that we had no prior knowledge to. So that's what got us all started. And of course that just was the snowball effect that brought Kai and Poppy into your home as well. Right but also that you've advocated. So first, what qualifies a child to be deaf or hard of hearing? Well, deafness and hard of hearing comes in lots of shapes and sizes. It depends on um, a number of factors, why a child becomes deaf or hard of hearing. Two people who have different or similar audiograms can have very different hearing losses, but basically it's an inability to, or a smaller ability, a lessened ability to hear and discern voices and to be able to recognize and use that part of your hearing. Yeah, and so there are a lot of kids around the world that do have deafness or hard of hearing, and it's usually for different reasons. What are some of the reasons that children develop a deafness or a hard of hearing? Well, the most rare reason actually is genetic, but it can be sickness. Oftentimes it's sickness when children are infants and maybe Prior to them acquiring language, they lose their hearing. Um, there's audio neuropathy. There's all kinds of different reasons. So that sometimes it's medications that children take when they're very young. That can play into it too. So that's varied as well. 
And so we know there's a little boy that your family loves, that I love, that's a part of our deaf school in Uganda. And even a part of, of his story is sickness. So he was born able to hear, and then sickness invaded him, and, and it lost he lost his hearing. And so he had meningitis, and uh, because they were unable to treat it, uh, he, he had hearing loss. So talk about, as a whole, the deaf community, their health in general. Because I know that some people will look and say, well, if you're missing this, does it mean you're not healthy overall? Talk about the general health of, of those that are deaf and hard of hearing. Well, in general, their health is excellent. But of course, it is true that anytime you have one disability or one medical issue, your likelihood of having another is greater. For the most part, though, these children are perfect individuals who just do not hear as we would want them to. And I know a lot of times we hear that, and I do think it's a mystery of the Lord, that when you lose a sense that the rest of your senses kind of increase. Uh, how have you seen that in your children and in those that you work with? I would absolutely say that's true. My children are so visually astute. They pick up on the smallest nuances in facial expressions, in movement, in, you know, things they'll say, Mom, didn't you see that guy over there when he turned around? And I had no clue. And they laugh at hearing people and say that we miss so much of what's going on. So, yeah, I absolutely think that's true. Well, I even remember a time that I think Johnny or Kai was with me and I had something stressful going on and you missed it. And they said, why is Mr. Herbie so stressed? Yes. Yeah. And you came and said, are you stressed? Like, yeah, actually I do have something going yeah. on. <laughs> because they had picked up just different nuances in the way that I was, was going. And so what a gift of the Lord Absolutely. that he gives these children and these adults so much more ability and other things. And so... I know we love to look at these children and look at these adults and say, you know, they're not handicapped. Right. They have a disability in one thing, but they have a greater ability in other things. And so I think that just really goes into the, the next kind of thing we want to talk about is for families that say, okay, maybe I could adopt a child that's deaf or hard of hearing. Talk about that process, what it looks like, and how would I assess to know, am I able to adopt a child? that's deaf or hard of hearing. Okay, well the first thing I think, and this, this goes to any special need that a child might have, is you need to be prepared for the worst. You need, if you are considering adopting a child who's deaf or hard of hearing, be prepared for a profoundly deaf child, meaning, like my three children, they're completely dependent on sign language to communicate. Anytime you adopt a child with hearing issues, um, they're going to have language deprivation, which is now recognized as a syndrome. And language deprivation means they did not have access to language from the second they were born. We hold our hearing babies and talk to them and coo at them, and that's natural. Now, if a deaf child is born to deaf parents, of course, that wouldn't apply, but that's a very, very small percentage. And so you've got to be ready to understand that even at two, even at one, they're behind in their language development. The younger they are, the easier it normally is to catch up. That's not necessarily true, but I would say you just prepare for everything. And there's a lot involved in that preparation. So talk about some of that preparation, what folks need to do. And then I think, not to get too controversial, but certainly I think a lot of folks think about adoption and just instantly think of cochlear implants. Sure. And I think we would want to counsel families to not rely on cochlear implants. Right. We won't get into all the reasons why, but certainly for the families 
I would go ahead and give you what they need to know some sort of sign language. Correct, because cochlear implants are a tool to be used, but they don't cure deafness. Mm. There is no cure for that. Your child's deaf. If they have cochlear implants and they break, then there's absolutely zero hearing because of the surgical things that happen. But um, language is the most important thing you can give your child. Language, language, language. And that's for any child, but for deaf children, we often hear, well, don't sign with them because we want them to develop speech. And that makes no sense because we're now all signing with our babies, knowing that it helps them to communicate better, cuts down on temper tantrums, everything. So yes, you need to really research learning American Sign Language um, find your local resources, call your local churches, call your local school system, call your state deaf school. There is a um, great group on Facebook, Signs of Hope, and that's with Becky Lloyd, and they are very much signing advocates. Um, I would really go out of your comfort zone and reach out to deaf people in your community. You can find them if you'll call the local um, local or state organization that deals with deaf people. Google it. You can find everything you need on Google, but but get a taste of the deaf community because your child may came, come home and be perfectly fine functioning in your hearing world with hearing aids, and that may continue forever, or something may happen in their hearing loss becomes greater as they get older or for some reason they're not quite clicking with, with cochlear implants or with different kinds of um, treatment methods. And the bottom line is they need language. In our house, we tell our children they are all perfect because God makes everyone perfect. He's just given them different abilities. We don't say we're disabled, we're not handicapped because we're not, because God made them perfectly like he wanted. And again, in John chapter 9, when the disciples asked Jesus about this blind man, was he born blind because of his sin or the sin of his parents? And Jesus said he was born this way to glorify God. Mm. And that's what we believe about our children. So you've got to not think of it like you're willing to take a child with a problem or a shortcoming or a disability, but that you're able and blessed and, and prepared to take a child that can flourish by you supporting them in whatever way that means. And usually that's American Sign Language to some degree with any child with a hearing loss. Right, and I think even to bring an analogy, thinking of inter-country adoption, we would never identify a child for inter-country adoption and then tell that country, hey, stop teaching them your language right. because they're gonna end up learning English. We know that language development is so important for brain development and for so many things in a child and yes. so they need language and it's important that they need language and hopefully families aren't preparing to go adopt from a spanish-speaking country or an, a chinese-speaking country and not learning some of the language to segue but even more importantly they need to learn sign language because it's going to be the heart language of their child exactly so that even if they one day cochlear implants works for them that's never going to be their heart language their heart language will be signing and i love what you said because i know ashley and i believed in infant signing with our children and again it gave them a way to communicate mm -hmm. and it gave them a voice so that the only voice wasn't pitching a fit and so you know I know a lot of people watch probably well maybe not as much anymore but the old Patty Duke Helen Keller film and they see this uncontrollable Helen Keller 
and that's the image unfortunately they get but if you look through that film it really goes back to what you're talking about in helen keller's life once she got her voice her life changed it was right. all about having a voice and so we would just advocate that if you are considering to adopt a child with deafness or or hard of hearing that you really continue to give your child a voice and so i guess in a in, in a way if folks are praying about this and you've given them these resources what are some reasons not to adopt a child that's deaf or hard of hearing so if i'm a family and and i'm struggling to okay i can go get these resources what are some reasons not to well, I think um, people think it's really cool to adopt a deaf kid. Oh, I can learn that language. And I think people don't recognize that it is a full language. American Sign Language is a very deep, rich language. If you have other children who perhaps have some kind of issue where they would not be able to learn sign language, would not be able to communicate, um, I would not think that a deaf child was usually the right match for your family. If you have, um, hmm, gosh, children who maybe struggle with attention, needing lots of attention, I would think maybe not because this child initially is, as every child needs lots of attention, this child, when you're communicating with them, pretty much the rest of the world goes away because there's, it's very intense, eye contact, all that kind of thing. So I would think long and hard about adopting a deaf child. There are so many children with so many issues. On the other hand, if you do feel called, please, please research it and find out. Um, there is nothing wrong with saying this disability works for us and this medical need does not. For my family, deafness was all we checked after we brought Johnny home. I mean, that was the one thing we were willing to um, bring into our family as a major, what they call medical special needs. So um, think it through. The impact is much, much more challenging than people seem to think on family dynamics because this child is never going to learn, potentially, spoken English. So you're always gonna have two cultures and two languages in your home. And if your family seems to struggle with balance like that, a deaf child would probably not be the best decision for you. And that's why I think that Kristen Berry family is so beautiful because all of your kids have adapted, have learned sign language or communicating. And it was a family affair bringing Johnny into your home and then bringing Kai and Poppy as well. And how much joy those children have brought to so many different people. Um, and of course, I I'd love because I know it touched me, we go to church together, and your children, when they came to Saving Faith, and I, I think it was Kai, uh, that when he was baptized, in his, um, in his video where he was sharing his testimony, shared this interest of going back to China. Talk about the faith of your children and how rich that is. Absolutely, it's a beautiful thing because as we've told them, no one can share the gospel with other deaf people like a deaf individual can. There's that connection immediate, that respect for each other. And our children all want to go back and share the gospel. And we try to travel as a family um, on mission trips with that very intention. When we go back to the deaf school in Uganda, our, our goal is always to share Bible stories because that's why God brought these children into our lives and that's why these children are here and that's we're so thankful that they are and they are full of joy and it's crazy at our house but it's crazy fun and um, I think that it's just really important that you recognize 
this child, if you choose to adopt a deaf child, is here to glorify God. Mm. It might not be easy. It's definitely not easy. Mm. And it's not always fun, but it is always to glorify Christ. And so that's, that's something that we sometimes have to verbally or in sign language tell each other as a reminder. Yeah, and I think one of the things you said too is the intentionality of communicating with your child that's hard of hearing or deaf. Because you are right, there's a tunnel vision mm-hmm. um, because you can't just give them a command and not look at them right. or be in the same room with them. You have to you have to be making visual contact. But what a great opportunity for discipleship because you have to be so intentional. And so we would just encourage any family that's praying to this, if you have the ability and the time to be intentional, it will pay dividends in the long run, but you have to have that time. So I know you mentioned resources for families that were considering it, but say there's a family now that's home. Maybe they didn't know their child was as hard of hearing uh, as as they found, or uh, they thought it was going to be easy or cochlear implants were going to work, and it's not working. I know that for you and Bill, you've been able to use both the public school system as well as the state deaf school to help in education and to help with training of your children. Talk about some of those resources that are available to those families that are home with with deaf and hard of hearing children. Sure, and the state deaf school is not only for students who are attending that facility. They have outreach people to go everywhere in the state. Early intervention is so important, but often the reality is parents have to really keep on that staff to get adequate services. You've got to be willing to advocate. You've got to be willing to be the squeaky wheel. Our children have had some better educational experiences than other, of course, like any child. Um, And we have, I think, at some times made people roll their eyes when they see us coming again because they know we're about to ask for specific services that our children aren't getting, but that's part of the job of having a child with some differences is you have to advocate. The state school, Gallaudet University in Washington, D.C. has a Lauren Clare Center, and it's all about the education of deaf children. So you can go on there, ask questions, talk to people, call people. There are all kinds of resources there, and they will in turn point you to more resources. I initially emailed them a lot before we even traveled to get any of our children asking about different things. I tried to learn some sign language in my children's native language if they had it. Often these children will come home without any language as was true with our first child and um, even our subsequent children to come home had some language deficits just due to their situations in the first part of their lives. Also, if I haven't mentioned it before, Signs for Hope, which is a, you can find it first on a Facebook page or .org with Becky Lloyd is a really good resource for parents. And it is more for the signing parents, the parents who embrace ASL for their children. But nonetheless, it's a great resource. You'll learn a lot. Handsandvoices.org is another wonderful resource. And it's parent run and it's also the whole gamut of hearing issues from barely hard of hearing to profoundly deaf sign dependent everything in between cochlear implants hearing aid cues speech all kinds of different things again as i said the state department of education you can reach out to them um, your local education um services, your local schools, local deaf churches. And if you don't know how to find a local deaf church, 
reach out to the local hearing churches who have any kind of special needs ministries and they should have someone who can point you there. Of course, Lifeline is a good resource. We can probably find someone that can connect with you. Parents who have brought home deaf children before you are probably the single richest resource because they've walked that road. And some parents have kids who they thought had significant hearing issues who actually come home with almost no hearing issues. And then you have kids that you think have other special needs and really deafness or hearing related issues becomes the greatest point of need for that child. So there's all kinds of things, but just reach out, be strong, keep pushing, keep asking. And um, again, like I said earlier, you've got to learn to be a very strong advocate for your child. You've got to learn to ask the hard questions and um, research, find out your rights. Those are all things that I would really highly recommend to any parent. And like we've said, we know that these children are made in the image of God and they're made unique and special. And certainly while they may have challenges, every child comes with challenges just as every human yeah. does. And so we just need to learn how do we uniquely minister to these children uh, in a special way to show them that they are image bearers of Almighty God. Well, Kim, thank you so much for all that you do for our ministry, for serving, and for helping families and uh, that are considering adopting deaf or hard of hearing children, but also those families who are already walking through this journey. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Well, thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow for the Defender Podcast.